Hey, you awesome nerds, and welcome to D&D and TV, a podcast where we rewatch and recap television episodes that we really enjoy and to use and talk about how we can use elements from them in role-playing games. I am your host, Jeremy, and today I am joined by my friend, Elise, who always avoids touching a creepy fungus wall when it is offered to her. <laughs> Look, doesn't everyone? Is there anyone out there? Actually, well, huh. yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> hey, look! If you don't touch the creepy fungus wall, how do you know it's a creepy fungus wall? Yeah, I guess. Also, what makes it creepy? Like, will it's we a just fungus deem wall. It creepy. But at the time, did we know it was fungus? I mean, no. But I, mm, yeah, I feel <laughs> like if I see a wall that looks alive, I don't touch it. I, tr- I try not mm. to touch it. There's a whole bunch. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Mm, we'll get to it. Look at. Uh, we are talking about episode six of Motherland Fort Salem, Up Is Down, which is directed by Rebecca Johnson and written by Maria Magenti. I'm assuming it's Magenti. It might be Magenti. It's, um, it is a good name. We appreciate this name. <laughs> one way I found, just to bring it back into role-playing games, one really fun way of coming up with names for NPCs is just going through the credits of a film and like grabbing names that aren't, I guess, not the norm, but just... Oh, yeah, that's a cool name. I'll just use it. Yeah, I never thought about that. Like often um, if I'm naming a character or, you know, Stephen wants to name a character and I'm helping him, I guess we're not really going with, oh, actually, no, sometimes we are. I feel like I just, yeah, I just make it up. But I feel like that would be a lot easier because sometimes I'll sit there for like an hour and be like, "Ah, I've got nothing. Um, So, yeah, that's a cool idea. Well, see, that's you're fortunate of that way because you're creating a character and character names. Like when you're a PC, a player character, you really need to have an important name because it's going to kind of define who how you think of them. Mm-hmm. When you're a game master and somebody says, "Hey, what's the bartender's name?" And it's like <laughs> Justin. I don't know. <laughs> Justin just, God. Yeah. There was a period when I was running games from home. I've got my my little bookshelf of books to read behind me as we're recording this, I would just look over there and just pick one of the surnames. Yeah. Yeah. And just be like, done. That's their name. Mm, it's yeah. good. The, um, mm. I, I have a group who is very sad that the ranger Naomi died, uh, named after Naomi Novik. Who ah. <laughs> I was reading at the time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So are we going to soon see a Magenti or a Magenti character I'll place up here in future games from Jeremy. We might, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm all just right. going to steal all the names from the writers of, <laughs> of, um, of Motherland Fort Salem. But episode <laughs> six, Up is Down. This is the one where Abigail has to come to terms with her vulnerability in the aftermath of a horrific event. Tally struggles with being supportive while also keeping a secret from her unit. And Rael takes extreme measures to connect with Scylla. Mm. Yes. Last episode was a big one. That was a sure big one. Was. It changed a little bit with the um, the attack on the wedding. And it's funny that this one starts complete, doesn't even start with the fallout from the attack on the wedding that we were expecting, like yeah. this cliffhanger of where's Scylla gone and Abby's been attacked mm. and bleeding and Tally knows that Scylla was spree and doesn't mm. want to tell anyone. And Dobbed her in. Co- yeah, and yeah. Dobbed in. And what does this episode start with? Somebody carrying a child through the desert. Hmm. So that's, weird. that's not where we left you. That's, um, yeah. who's this guy? I mean, it's intriguing. It's still yeah. interesting. Uh, it, it actually starts with invisible footprints moving through the desert mm. as he's carrying this child. That's and then true. he appears 
and then drops in front of a, a U.S. military outpost and is like, oh, I'm here. Mm. Yeah, it's it's definitely intriguing. Um, but I, at the time, I remember being like, um, sorry, where are we? Who's this? You know, like, let's let's go back to, to our girls and, and check yeah. the fallout. <laughs> yeah, um, we want to know what happened. Mm, yeah. It's, um, well, this is how you build tension. This is the cold open of here's a question that we need answered by the end of the episode. And I guess it does. We find out who this person is and what's going on. We don't find out why we should care, but um, we find out <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And we get back to our girls pretty quickly. Be- yeah, it doesn't take too long to uh, to move back to, to Abigail. No, because she's, uh, she's getting debriefed after the attack. Um, and oh, this is a tough scene. Abby mm. is just completely in shock. And I'm wondering, I didn't watch these as they came them later on, but I'm wondering whether there was a couple of weeks break between episode and episode, episode five and episode six, because there Why? is a little bit of exposition through this, this scene of them going through what happened on the previous one. I mean, no, it was kind of a cliffhanger, but I'm wondering if there was a bit of a break. So they reminding the audience, Hey, mm. this is where we left you. Yeah, possibly. I'm not sure. I mean, we could um, find out, but I'm not going to. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I mean, it's also good, I think, because surely she's, it's also representative of her reliving it in her mind, right? Yeah. You know, as she's, as she's, I guess, explaining to, uh, I don't know, the army people who are debriefing her. Um, are we assuming the army? It could just know, be, she, I'm wondering whether, is it the <laughs> army debriefing her? Is it a therapist? It should be a therapist. Um, is it like an investigative find trying mm. to figure out what happened? It's not really yeah. clear who this person is. Yeah, probably not clear, but I definitely assumed and continue to assume army. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so maybe that's also why the expeditions there is it's what she's remembering and picturing in her mind as she describes the events. Um, and she's she's struggling, um, but she's also like by the end of the scene, she's like, and I think someone, one of them says, we can, do you want to break? We can pick this up later. Yeah. Um, and she says, I'm a bellwether and like, let's get this shit done. We can try this later. I can do this. I'm a bellwether. Let's keep going. Um, which kind of like props to you, um, like good on you, but also like oh, you need a hug. She always, they all need hugs. I think this is really interesting that she says, I'm a bellwether to be like, I can get through this because last mm. episode was so very heavily Abby saying, I'm not just my name. <laughs> yeah. I'm more than my name. And now it's, yeah. yeah. And but it's I like, mean- but I will live up to my name. Mm, yeah. And I mean, it also could be a like, I mean, it's obviously been drilled into her from birth. And as much as she's trying to break away from just her name, hmm. it, it's almost like it could be like a security blanket, like a habit to be like, no, I'm a, this is who I am. I can do it. Um, almost like a reminder to herself. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I feel like um, Ashley kills this scene. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah, I just feel, you feel awful for her. Yeah. This is really the, the Abigail storyline and it is amazing. Like I make fun of some of some of Ashley's line readings um, through the show <laughs> at some points. Yeah, but and one that's still to come, which was my favorite, honestly. But I <laughs> love this episode. 
it is just mm. you really see all three of the main cast on display with their acting talents. They're all fantastic uh-huh. in this episode. Definitely. It, which also, it makes it a really tough episode for me. This is the PTSD episode, and it's kind of, it's about fucking time we got a PTSD episode mm-hmm. because they're dealing with so <laughs> much trauma. Mm. And, yeah, it's it's good that it's dealt with, and it's dealt with in a, I feel, a realistic way. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell, I guess, the time frames of how everything happens and how everything moves. Um mm. How long have they actually been in the army? How long have they been training for? Because um, it kind of feels like all this shit, all this shit's happened really quickly to them. But in reality, they've probably been in the army for months, right? Yeah. Um, unless I'm, you know, at least several several weeks. Um, but and then in terms of realistically dealing with it, again, I'm not 100 percent sure of how much time passes from like the wedding until the end of the episode per se. Um, so I guess it's semi-realistic. Um, I mean, I guess it's always the case in TV. Things get resolved, surely, <laughs> a lot quicker than they do in real life. And I guess that's also not to say that it has been resolved, but I guess it's she she gets to a place where she can carry on. Given how in shock Abby seems to be, I would say it's pretty recent after the events of the wedding because she's mm. still... Mm. I'm drawing a blank whether she's still dusty and like bleeding from it. I think she's been cleaned up, but it's within, I would say within a couple of days that either she's still reliving it pretty frequently or it's the day of the day after. Yes. Yeah. I think you're right with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like she's gone straight to this debriefing. Yeah. And Petra's getting a briefing as well, but hers is a little Mm -hmm. bit more, I guess professional. It's not about you've gone through trauma, you've lost your niece, or that kind of thing. This is we need to know what just happened. Yeah, what information have you gathered, soldier? Basically, yeah. yeah. And mm. this is coming from both sides that she's getting questions mm. like, "What happened?" And she's like, "No, no, we need to get on this. We mm. need to figure mm. this out." It's like I'm questioning just as much as you are. Mm. which kind of shows the difference between the two of them. It's like, this is what Abby can grow up to be or what she's trying to yeah. emulate more accurately. Mm. Mm. I think it's good that they show them kind of back to back in that regard. Uh, and another reason that I think it's quite soon after is that Ray is still freaking out that Scylla is missing. Like, yeah. like not just it's been a couple of weeks and she's still gone. It's like, she's still in full panic. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do think you're right. I think it is like either hours. Um, yeah. Or maybe not, a day, you know, a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think you're right. Um, because it's, it's almost very much like this just happened. What are we going to do about it? Um, you know, Scylla was there now she's gone, you yeah. know, but yeah. And oh, poor Tally, she's trying to calm. Well, <laughs> She's trying to Poor rush. Tally, really? Yes, poor Tally. Tally's my favourite. I mean, yes, poor Ray. I mean, it's horrible that someone you love mm. is missing and there's been an attack and you don't know if they're alive or dead. But, mm. well, I mean, Tally is going to be ripped through with guilt as well. And I think we see that totally. when... Totally. When, um, but also that element of if I'd noticed sooner, maybe I could have stopped the attack. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 
It's like this, and then I'm trying to hide this from my friend who I see as a sister. Mm. And she just kind of brushes. Mm. She's trying to just get Ray to calm down, mostly. Mm. But also just like, just just don't think about it. Don't think about it. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. I'm not thinking about this. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, you're right. It is poor Tally. It is, yeah. you know, you're right. I love and Tally. Ray's I tough. I mean, her. Tally can't handle this stuff most of the time. It's Ray can. Ray's, <laughs> yeah. Ray's hardcore. Mm. Uh, and when Abby comes um, out. It's, mm. she doesn't want to deal with it either. Mm. She's just like, they're, they're both worried about her, but she's like, no, no, mm. not going to, I'm repressing, damn it. It's what a yeah. bellwether does. Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, let's move on. I'll be fine. Um, you know, and if I tell myself that a hundred more times, maybe it'll be true. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think this is interesting because we do get to see now the three ways that they're dealing with this trauma. And given that, you know, this is the start of the episode. We're going to see each of them change through the course of the episode because that's how narratives work. But we get to see this is what they're dealing with right now. Mm. Yeah. So really useful there. Um, of course, we then skip over to why this um, this guy was wandering through the desert with the child. Mm-hmm. And this is where I get... When you were saying before, like, we're not sure how much time is passing. This is a really good example of it. Because mm-hmm. we see this this girl who's got, like, these dark veins running through her neck and the guy's chanting over mm. her and there's salt around her. And then Alder shows up. And I'm like, mm. is Alder in the in the desert? Is, is <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, yeah. But that being said, I mean, that's because... I mean, are we supposed to know this infirmary is at the base, at our normal base? Yeah, we've right? seen at it. Fort Salem. Yeah, it's, at, it's at the um, college. Um, so I didn't realise that straight away. No. Um, even though even though I guess Ray and Scylla had been there. Um, but, I mean, it could have been, an, you know, it's an infirmary. It could be anywhere. So, exactly. Yeah, like making the connection that they're at the base. You're right. It's kind of like, oh, and then Alder appears and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Alder's the, the uh, sense of like, uh, normalcy for once. Yeah. Um, but it's also, as you said, it's kind of like, how long does it take them to get from the desert to here? And how long has it been? And yeah. Yeah. It's like, Very she sick. looks really sick. It's like, if mm. he was carrying across the desert and collapsing, it's like, how long has it been that he is now okay with chanting and just sitting sitting beside the bed? Did this happen like months mm. ago and they've been here this whole time and now we're just kind of catching yeah. up with that storyline? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it feels like just suddenly this storyline has come out of nowhere because it does play a big part of the episode because Alder's talking to this guy and introduces him as Adil um, mm. and basically he's just like yeah as soon as my sister Kalita is better we're gone yeah. like, we're not interested in sticking around no matter what Alder says it's like no no we don't want to stay here I'm here to get her well and then we're leaving Yeah, and I was like yeah. no no look at the grounds it's fine just wander around it's it's fine you'll like it here promise yeah, yeah she's clearly angling to like you know, he, whether it's a deal or Kalita has something she wants. Um, yeah, she's angling to be like, join us, please. Um, so it's, I mean, again, it, it serves to make them very interesting and intriguing. You're like, what What could they have? Is it just that they're witches and she just wants all the witches? Um, or is there something else? Um, I feel like we're meant yeah, to know who they are already. You reckon? Well, kind of we do by the, a little bit by the end of the episode. Sort of. sort of. we do. But we have had elements and mentions of them leading up to this. 
Yeah. And it's always kind of been a bleak, mm. but it hasn't really been identified that this is who they were talking about. When they, in earlier episodes, are like, there's this tribe in China that's getting wiped out. Yeah. And now suddenly <laughs> they're here. And I like, I did not put two and two together until much no. later that this is what yeah. they were talking so about. Yeah, same as me. 100% same as me. And it's funny because I think it was just last episode with you that I was talking about how I loved that the show doesn't, treats doesn't feed us, us yeah. as a... And exactly. It treats us as an intelligent audience and it doesn't just spoon feed us all the details. But there definitely have been a few moments like this one where it's like, I, you know what? I just need a little bit more mm. um, to make that connection because I am a little bit, I am kind of confused and it's a little bit frustrating. Yeah. Um, it's it's but, not it's not being able to join the dots between what was happening earlier and what was happening now because there's no connection between the two. It's mm. like if you talk about point yeah. A and then B shows up, you you don't really mm. see this is this is a really good yeah. example of players not following the story and having no idea what's going on when the game master doesn't give them yeah. all the all the information. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just kind of how it yeah. goes, unfortunately. <laughs> mm. And it is a very much an aftermath episode, I'm thinking, because we've got this trauma, we've got the infirmary, we've got a sick girl, and then we've got um, one of the necros or the head necro checking on these 17 civilians in a morgue, basically, uh, yes. who were all killed yeah. at the same time as the attack on the Bellwether estate. Mm. And um, and I actually got a little bit con- again. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's just me being. Dumb. I don't know. I think it's the um, episode if we're this confused by it. <laughs> I got confused because I thought these seventeen dead bodies were all killed at the wedding. Mm. Um, and and I was like, oh wow! Like, how did that many people <laughs> they do that so quickly? Like, there was just two of them, right? That you know that we saw for you know Abby and Petra. I was like, that's crazy. How did no one else find a dead body before, you know, Abby found Chavelle? Um, obviously, I was confused and mistaken. Well, <laughs> um, they were just killed at the same time, I guess, just in various places, I'm assuming, in the world. Yeah, I, I guess, a baby in the same um, country. I had the same response because I assumed that the wedding mm-hmm. attack was like this massive thing and people were running around, there were explosions and there were like ground forces and things like that. And I'm watching it and I'm like, cool, yep, 17 bodies. And then a little later in the scene, there's a reveal. And basically they discover these weren't just civilians. These were women with witch marks, um, specifically bellwether mm. witch marks. And my brain was like, yeah, they were at the wedding. They're probably just family exactly. members. Exactly. It's literally every, like, everything that went through my mind as well, Jeremy. Like, I was the exact same thing. Um, but that's not the case, right? No. No, it seems to be yeah. just random people who don't have magical ability but are connected with the mm. Bellwether family or mm. very, um, sim- very far distant uh, witches. Yeah, and they do actually make a reveal as well. Isadora and Petra, as they're sort of discussing, I guess, these bodies. Yeah. Um, is that the spree? And not actually, I'm not sure if it has been mentioned before, but the spree don't kill witches. No, I think it has been. Um, I think I it's specifically mentioned, mentioned that the spree targets civilians. Um, and the idea right, is okay. to turn. Um, I think that's the fear that they'll target the civilians so much that the civilians will turn against all witches. Right, okay. Um, yeah. And so they mention obviously the spree don't kill witches. So they're all a bit confused as to why these witches. Mm. Um, 
were killed. And why that they were Hint, killed hint. in that same manner <laughs> as Chevelle, that they had throats slit and yes. their, their vocal cords removed. Yes, yeah. Which is fucking creepy. Yes. Yeah, it's it, it is super creepy, and the, they look horrible. The bodies look feral. Um, yeah, it's. But um, I don't know. It's still I still find it so interesting that the witches have special vocal cords. I don't know. Yeah. Like it's just really cool. Yeah. Like just a little little side note that um I do love that. Does that, <laughs> does that make them more mutants than magical? If it's just an ability in their vocal cords to look. <laughs> If you wanna, if you wanna nitpick, sure. If I want to world build and be like all sciency, <laughs> yeah. Which I, that's a really cool idea. That it isn't so much that there's a magical ability. That magic is this force of energy in the world, and their abilities with the the singing, their their vocal cords are able to tap into that because they can reach these notes that other people can't. Yes. That's true. And speaking of notes that other people can't, surely that means Mariah Carey. Is a bitch, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. And I mean, it's. I also like that it means you're going to have some which is stronger than others because obviously you have better singers. Yeah. You know, like if you're just talking about singing. Um, so I don't know. It's really cool. Um, I don't know whether that could be brought into. I mean, again, I don't really know how magic works super well in D and D. Um, so glad you picked the magical it's not, show. It's not grounded like that. <laughs> it's not grounded like that, right? Um, as in, it's just magic is magic, and there's no, you know, like it, it. Like this is almost like you know the fact that they've got the vocal cords and they they're singing at this certain pitch, whatever. Um, like it almost makes it more real hmm. and possible, if that makes sense. Hmm. Um, whereas in D and D, it's just. You just, you just like know magic. magic. Well, that right? that's something that yeah. the game master or person building the world would want to use. That if you want to represent that as your characteristics and your statistics in the game, that whatever you use to cast magic is usually a number, and more pe- some people are better trained at it than others, and that could be to represent that that you have a, an eleven mm. where somebody else has a seven, and because you've got an eleven, that yeah, means right. that your vocal cords are better at singing, and that's just kind of a way yeah, of describing totally. this is how the, um, the the characteristics work in the real world. Mm. Mm. Yeah, okay. That's how I see it anyway. Mm. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure if um, genetic characteristics in this regard are usually the best way of, of determining it. But that's a whole other discussion when it comes down to, <laughs> to things like that. Um, mm. I do also like from this episode that they – they make real life intrude that this was a big it's a big deal for all three of our cadets and for petra and kind of for the storyline that stuff is going on like this is a a major Mm. thing they've still got to go and do salva practice (laughs) yeah yeah life goes on training training can't stop yeah you don't get time out to go and deal with your trauma it's like we'll try to fit it in Mm. but you're Mm. a soldier first and we need to yeah. to figure out how all these things kind of reminded me because this this scene as they learn to use salver it kind of reminded me of the scene in um, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone when they all first learn to use brooms. Just that mm-hmm. element of here we're going to teach you the magical way to fly today, and make sure you all have your little kits. Make you make sure you all have your little uh, <laughs> equipment to go along with it. It was just a random thought when I'm looking at it because it's completely different in, yeah. in practice, of course. But it yeah. just had that same sort of energy 
to start with as they're mm. all lining up and they're all a little bit little bit unsure of how it's all going to work. But Ray yeah. is singled out because she's had salva experience. First thing you got to do is put the ration on your neck. But don't do it until I tell you. Private Ray Alcaller. Yes, ma'am. Why don't you go first? You're the only one here who has any experience. Come on. Don't be afraid. I'm not afraid. She sure has. <laughs> I, I like that the um, the instructor's like, now I don't care how you've had it. You've had it. Because it mm. seems like the entire base now knows that she and, and um, Scylla snuck off and did a Salva experience together. Because... Mm. Yep, that's the, that's the experience we're gonna the the words we're gonna use for it the salver experience. <laughs> but that's the thing that mm-hmm. yes, she's had experience, so you're yeah. gonna be the one that demonstrates. And mm. yeah, Ray, I'm, poor girl. I mean, she's she's clearly not interested. Like she, her mind is elsewhere. Like she's obviously like, where's Stella? I need to find Stella. Yeah. Is Stella okay? Um, but the, 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 um, the sergeant kind of baits her a little bit and is like, mm, you know, are you scared? Like, you don't need to be scared. Yeah. And Ray's like, I'm not scared, bitch. I've done this. Give it to me. Let's go. Bring it. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but it's a beautiful scene. Mm. Um, and again, not because of, not because of visions that appear, um, but yeah, like it's just the lighting and the trees. It's lovely, um, you know, and she, you know, she takes a salver and she she sort of twirls and spins and it's really, um, really quite graceful. Mm. Um, and then, of course, it, it starts to remind her of her, of her previous experience. Um, and, you know, she's she's closing her eyes and she's reaching out for Scylla similar to, to how she was the first time. Um, and it's very... Um, it's really quite sad. Like, I feel like you can see, like, the longing and the sort of the yearning to get to her, to get to Scylla. Um, But uh, she doesn't get to her and the silver wears off and down she drops. Yeah. Again, bringing her back to reality. Uh, yeah, totally. I literally was just thinking bring her back down to Earth. Yeah. Um, so, but it's a cool scene. Oh, it's a wonderful scene. This flying scenes have been done really well. And I feel, again, it's this, I think mm. we mentioned this during the first Salva scene. It's that that episode that you write the scene oh you write the the scene that you write the episode around that you want right, maybe not yeah. necessarily in this case because there's other stuff in the episode going mm. on but they want to call back to that moment that was just so powerful in the first yeah. episode mm. Mm. and uh, yeah a really a really powerful reminder um yeah so so poor poor ray just getting dragged back down all the time that's kind of just how it rolls for for Ray at the moment, unfortunately. Uh, so we jump back to mm-hmm. to older getting shown the fact that um, these these well civilians, witches, civilian witches, um, have all had their vocal cords removed, and they're also wondering if they were bellwethers, if they had magical abilities. How did we not spot them? Mm-hmm. Which I think is a really good question because they keep saying we're running out of witches. So mm. what is this way that people are able to? I mean, it seems like draft dodges are um, a thing that you can go for quite a while, at least sixteen years in Scylla's parents' case of, of draft dodging, mm. and 
they haven't even been registered. The fact that a bellwether family or mm. 17 members of this, this clan could just go unnoticed, that's a big deal. Mm. And it's just kind of brushed over. And it's also, well, it's also not just that the army and, you know, the bellwether family didn't notice these, you know, out, outliers. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's that the, the attackers somehow knew, mm. like how did they know? You know, yeah. how did they, how were they able to pinpoint them so specifically, um, which is super interesting. Um, and I mean, Alda seems concerned, but she's just kind of like, eh, let's just keep this, uh, keep this on the DL yeah. um, and investigate further. So I don't know. Um, it's all a bit weird. It's all a bit sus. I'm wondering if that's also a little bit, because they, I'm wondering if she's trying to, keep it under wraps that they were witches because if the spree's targeting witches, suddenly that's a, a whole other thing. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the fact that somebody's killing large numbers of people and removing their vocal cords is bad enough. It's like that's serial killer level yeah. stuff. I mean, just yeah. Scylla's body count is higher than that, but still it's... Um, yeah. Are you serious? It Why? is! Why? Why? <laughs> You don't have to bring it up every episode. Yes, I do. Oh, we got to remember that Scylla's kind of a terrorist, but we love her. <sighs> and Ray loves her. But oh, do we? Well, Ray does. <laughs> and I'm willing to support Ray's bad decisions. I, I, I certainly do. I don't know about you. Um, <laughs> um, um, well, speaking yeah, of, speaking yeah, of Ray, uh, she confronts uh-huh. Anacostia and says, why the hell aren't you looking for Scylla? that she's missing MIA and where the hell? I mean, clearly, well, if these 17 bodies were not at the wedding, there's not really that many people missing. It's just people who yeah. were injured. <laughs> yeah, 100, 100%. 100%. It's not like they have, have a pile of bodies they need to sort through. Yeah. Um, and she also, um, Rayo also makes the point of saying that she, like, I think she says, I saw you, you were right near us just before the attack or you were watching us or something. Mm. Um, you know, so did you see what happened? What happened? Um, which is a very interesting point um, because Anacostia was obviously looking for Scylla at the time because she'd just been told she was possibly spree. Um, but Anacostia basically, you know, soldiers up and says um, it's like classified. Or yeah, something. it's classified. Um, We're investigating. And we'll tell you if you if yeah. we want. Not you don't need. To, it's clearly you don't need to know. Yeah, yeah. And she's not really revealing either way. She's not really saying, I do know, but I'm not going to tell you. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely like even if I did, I wouldn't tell you. Yeah, um, Which is fair because again, she's been trying to stop them um, from seeing each other for the entire series so far. Totally, totally. But you'd also think she'd almost take the opportunity to be like, she dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, move on. Um, but, um, again, very powerful performance um, by Ray, by Taylor. Yeah. Um, like you really feel her desperation um and she's certainly certainly losing it a little bit um but uh anacostia don't care it's i think it's really telling that we've seen ray in the grips of grief before that when she came originally she was that Mm. lashing out but it was in a slightly different way that she wasn't this panic that we see in her now yeah yeah i guess possibly because there's no she doesn't have an answer yet like at least with her mum that was it and it was like okay cool 
I'm dead inside, let's go. Um, whereas with this, she doesn't know. Um, so she's almost, you know, similar to what you said, you know, panicked and making bad decisions and reckless, um, I guess because she doesn't have that answer. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I've just, yeah, you feel terrible for it. You do. You really do. Poor. Mm. Poor um, well, poor all of them, honestly. Because yeah. Tally's yeah. got. We almost don't need to say that. It just goes without yeah, saying. This is, this is the poor unit episode where they're just um, having a really tough, <laughs> tough time for it. Yeah. Uh, which makes yeah. it a tough episode. But Tally's, Tally's pushing Abby for therapy, basically. And just being mm. like, hey, you're going through some shit. Can you, like, mm. not bottle it in, not lash out with me? Which she then does. She then lashes out at Tally, which, why would you? It's like yeah. kicking a puppy. Um, oh, I know. Um, she does say a great line, though. I think it's at this point um, that Abby possibly, it's its either this one or, or slightly later in the episode, but she says um, when she, she apologises for lashing out yeah. and she says, um, I'm a beehive, don't poke me, which I just thought was a really cool way of putting it. I'd have said a wasp's um, nest, but yes, I think she is a beehive. No one could go through what you did and be fine. That's what soldiers do every day. Maybe if you stop being a soldier for five minutes, you'd see you're a mess. And you won't get better until you face it and find your center again. What kind of weepy peepy NorCal nonsense is that? Excuse me? You want to make flower rings and sing to the goddess too? Don't talk to me like that. I'm sorry. I'm a beehive right now. Just don't poke me. She's certainly some sort of buzzing insect, which um, can explode at a moment's notice if you if you irritate it. Mm. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I don't know. I really like that line. It was cool. That's a great line. I really like it too. Uh, which is she? I like that she apologizes to Tally. That's always good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but then Petra is like, no, no, Abby, you need to come see me. You, we've got some words, mm. which is a good idea because she basically says, "I'm giving you a bodyguard." because these 17 people who died mm. were bellwethers and we are being targeted. Yeah. It's not just yeah. Chevelle. It's not just the wedding wasn't there. It was mm. an opportunity for them. It's like, no, the bellwethers yeah. are being targeted. Yeah. Um, and Abby's like, um, uh, I'm fine. I don't need protection. Yeah, I'm a fucking badass. <laughs> I'm a fucking soldier. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a bellwether. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we do get to um, introduce to her bodyguard, who is um, Bridie. Yeah. Mm. Which um, but I don't think we get a last name. We just get Bridie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she's this, um, I guess no nonsense, um, eye patch wearing mm-hmm. bodyguard, mm-hmm. um, who's very seems very rigid, um, and um, she's professional. Is what she is. She's a real very soldier. Prof- professional. Is, professional is the word I'm looking for. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was struggling there. That's fair. Um, but, yeah, definitely. And Petra basically insists um, yeah. and is kind of like, I don't care what you think, Abby, your bride is going to follow you around. So bye. <laughs> I I love this, um, this and the next scene with um, Abby mm-hmm. basically just ranting about, I don't need a bodyguard. I'm tough. And Bridie's been like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to keep following you. I don't give a yeah. fuck. Um, mm. And then showing that yeah. she is. I've got my orders. Yeah, that showing that she is better than Abby at pretty much everything because it reminds us that, for all the fact that these are our main characters, they are children. They are not professional mm. soldiers. They are in basic training, yep. and Bridie mm. is a real soldier. 
and she can actually mm. do all these things and she is awesome. Whereas yeah. Abby's just like, I, I can do anything. I took on like two spree members and I'm okay. It's like, you got stabbed. <laughs> yeah. You got stabbed in the shoulder. It's like, this is not good for you. And also if your mum hadn't have come, you'd be dead. Yeah. Like, sorry. <laughs> I, like, yeah, you did great, but. Uh. I get what, what Abby's going through. Like she's, she's gone through trauma and she's trying to prove to herself just as much as anyone else that she's okay and that she can deal with this by herself and not, not need any help. But it's just. Totally. You're yeah. getting a bodyguard. It's okay. What I love is when mm, just, when uh, she th- she's carrying a stick for the pre- precise purpose of showing when she throws the stick, the bridey can just fucking whip it out of the air with her scourge. I'm like, okay. Mm. Never seen Abby carry a stick before. <laughs> I guess. Well, she's having a little tantrum, she okay? She so is. <laughs> let, her, let her throw her stick. <laughs> uh, it's great, though. I do. We get to see, you know... Um, Bridie just being awesome. Definitely. Yeah, certainly backing up uh, the claims about her. Yeah, yeah, which is good. I like it when you don't just get told that somebody's a a kick-ass warrior. You get to see it a bit too. Mm. Um, Mm. So Ray is um, still trying to find information on Scylla and she sees Mm -hmm. all... Of course. Of course. She's she's desperate. (laughs) She sees the Mm. Necros heading towards their little underground fortress lair slash laboratory. And she heads mm-hmm. down into the tunnels. She, she does. follows them. She sneaks of in because yep. Ray's smart uh, mm-hmm. and stealthy, and comes hmm. across a room with. Well, this is where the glowing fungus shows up. The wall of glowing white fungus. Yes. And. Again, at the time, I did not realize it was fungus. Did you realize it no, was fungus? I it was at the fungus. Time? It was like all spotty and like a mold. How? Because no. that's what fungus looks like. Oh no! I just thought it was like this. I just thought it was like this weird, cool, like webbing yeah. shit. And I was like, ooh! Like I feel like I might have touched well, it too. Because I was like, see, I, <laughs> but it could be just because I'm. Dumb. I'm okay with wanting to touch it. She reaches out, and then it reaches back for her. And that's when you go, maybe I don't touch this thing. True. True. Yes. So that's concerning. Uh <laughs> Um, yeah, so she's reaching out and it's reaching yeah. back. We do not at that moment see whether they no. make contact. But it's it seems to be coming uh, more it is human. Adora. Like the closer it gets to, to Ray's hand, yes. the more hand-like yeah. it becomes. Yeah, like it's almost forming. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and suddenly our fave, mm-hmm. Isadora, um, appears and yells at us, stop, and asks, did you touch it? And Ray, of course, says no. Um, and we don't know what the truth is at that moment. Yeah, Isadora seems very but worried then... that it was touched. <laughs> Super, Super worried. worried. Super worried. It's like, you didn't touch um, it, did you? It's, is it safe? Is it secret? It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, of course, Ray's like, oh, I'm here to find Sila, give me information. Um, and then Isadora's like, let's go mm-hmm. to my office. Um, and I think at that point we do see Ray's finger behind her back and it has got a little bit of something, yep. something on it. It just disappears. Um, and, and then we see... Um, and then they leave the, the room. room. Mm-hmm. And the fungus, I guess, because it's you've told me it's fungus. I'm guessing it's fungus. Um, forms into a face, which... <laughs> um, it forms into a face, which at that point I had no clue what face it was trying to form. Um, I don't know if I you I thought did. it was trying to make um, Ray's face. I, I know now. Yeah, it, so it is. It's meant to be right. Ray's face. Um, but at the time, I was like, who's that? Like, that's Scylla? What? <laughs> it's just, yeah, they've turned um, Scylla into maybe, fungus. I mean, that could... 
<laughs> that could play into my sort of obsession with yeah. color as well. Um, but um, but yeah, I was at the time I was like, uh, who's that? Okay, whatevs. Um, but yeah, it is meant to be right. See now, I love this for RPGs, particularly fantasy RPGs, because I feel this is a real well. It's creepy as hell to me. The, the fact that this is fungus that can take on on humanoid personalities and seems to have a personality and a, a aspect of its own like just going through D D manuals there's usually dungeon hazards which are type of funguses and molds which aren't really intelligent but if you come across them they can like suck the life out of you because they're just trying to eat which maybe this is what this is doing but i like the idea that it's like a, a doppelganger or a mimic that if you come across this thing you touch mm. it and then a spore person stands up behind you and tries to take over your life. Mm. And I really like that aspect of you. this is just a hazard that you come across and they're holding in the basement because they don't know how to kill it yet. And it's a really mm. cool way of just building that little bit of world that your characters come across this, this green mold and, well, you step on it and you keep going and then you come across yourself. Mm. And you're like, what the and then, then you come across yeah. like six other versions of you that are just wandering around because you touch this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, even even similar to to this as as a, like a focal point in the room, like there's this like well of green mm. shimmery goo, and the players are like, "Well, we don't know what it is. Do we touch should it? We touch it? Maybe we should." And inevitably, surely there's at least one person in the party who wants to go and touch it we, yes. we know in our in our main party that yeah, would be we know exactly who it would be in our game <laughs> um <laughs> um but yeah and and there's that thing of it is kind of creepy but like maybe it's good yeah. <laughs> maybe it will give us bestow us with powers um so yeah definitely lends itself to that kind of mystery and you know look there's a chance this could be horrifically bad but there's a very small chance it could be <laughs> kind of good so let's go um, so yeah, definitely. I feel like I could see that happening and possibly has, has happened in previous campaigns. A really played. fun way to do that as a game master is have the first two people to touch it be like somewhat beneficial and the third person to be catastrophically horrific and be so bad for them <laughs> because then the fourth person who wants to touch yeah. it is like, I don't know if I want to. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So like first like person, you good. get resistant to fire. Second person, you get resistant to ice. Third person, your arms fall off. <laughs> do you want to be number four? Oh, I love That's it. Good. That's awesome. I, well, of course I love it. I came up with it. But um, <laughs> yeah, poor poor Ray. I like that she's not. Doesn't seem like she's going to get in trouble. It does seem like Isadora is taking her aside. She realizes you're looking for Scylla. You need answers. This is you're looking for answers more than Scylla right now. Like, yeah, she seems very. Oh, I don't want to say caring, but almost kind Honestly, of compassionate. Um, you know, like I sense that you need, yeah, compassionate. I sense that you need a bit of comfort. Come with me. Let's let's have mm. a chat, um, and maybe I can provide you with some. Which is kind of what always Spray um, is always needed. She needs compassion more than than friendship, more than discipline, more than anything else that she's had. And mm. it's interesting that I never really saw Scylla giving her that compassion. She gave her. I guess, affection and desire and a whole bunch of other things, but never really compassion. I think she did it maybe in her I own mean, way. I mean, there might have been slight, well, there might have been slight compassion when they were in the woods and Scylla was trying to be like, I don't open up, but she was also, she sort of apologises that 
her mum that Ray's mum's dead and she's kind of trying to be like, but yeah, like life becomes death, becomes life. Like that's almost maybe kind of Yeah, no, that, I think you're right there. I, I don't think really you're right know. there that she, Ray, oh. Ray hasn't received any compassion and still has been able to give her some form of it. And that's kind of why she's been drawn to her mm. previously. And the fact that she's hot because mm. uh, Ray's just like that. Yeah, yeah, like it's like that's how it started. Mm-hmm. Sure. Also, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely physical uh, to begin with. Um, so we do see as well. Well, going back to to Bridie and Abby, we get to see them training, mm-hmm. um, which is probably good. And that's a little bit of mm. of Abby just being like, no, no, I don't need a bodyguard. Look how fucking awesome I am. I can do all these things. Yeah, look what I can do. 100%. Except she is not. Um, oh, nowhere near on par with Bridie. Mm, mm. I mean, she's good. It seems like they're, she's doing pretty well, but Bridie just notices her openings, notices the weakness, um, the, I guess, the flaws in her technique um, that she keeps mm. leaving herself open to and beats her ass. Mm. Um, and that's, I think, a really telling one because... Abby doesn't understand what's wrong with her. That she knows what she needs Mm. to do and she knows how to Mm. do it, but she can't do it. And that's kind Mm. of... And she's getting so frustrated and she's she's sort of almost getting more and more worked up. Um, You know, like it's quite quite heartbreaking to watch. Um, uh, But I mean, like, it's what she needs, right? She needs to work through it. She needs to figure out what's going on. Mm. And I think... telling Mm. that one of the things that she keeps doing and i think bridie actually says this is she keeps letting her guard down which if we know abby Mm. is something abby never does that or in Mm. combat she's letting her guard down and abby kind of realizes that and breaks down and just starts crying which again Mm. amazing performance from her yeah yeah and i think that that's really telling her that is why she's sucking at the combat because her guard has been broken. The, the, the wall she's mm. been putting up for so long, they just went, no. Nah. The attack just went, no. Nah. Doesn't matter what you've done. We've just smashed you, yeah. smashed through you. Yeah. Mm. And that's, that's confronting for her. It's, um, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like realising that you're yeah. human, right? Um, you're, not, you're not infallible. Or you are infallible. What's the correct um, You're fallible, I guess. You're not infallible? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, it um like she need like she needed to get there, um, but yeah, it, very hard for her to accept, um, and you know like it sort of goes against everything that she sort of knows. I guess it's that you know if you train hard and you do this and you do that, and you follow these steps, you will be the ultimate bellwether. Yeah, the ultimate um, bellwether above so. all other bellwethers. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, um, it's, t- it's a tough realization, but one that she needs to come to. Yeah. Mm. And, well, yes. speaking of tough realizations, um, Tally goes to Anacostia again. Uh, poor Anacostia. Yeah, <laughs> poor Anacostia in this, in this scene. Uh, and basically. She's like, where can I go on this base that people can't find me? Stop Anacostia, it. it is your job. <laughs> You're the one that chose yeah. to, to yeah. take care of these children. These um these clumsy puppies, but basically <laughs> mm. kind of a reverse of what um Ray was asking. That Tally wants to go. So now we know that there's spree. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? 
And and Anacost just, mm, what's yeah, the next step? just yeah. like, you do nothing. This is not your job. You go mm. and train and you keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah, you're a little pleb. Yeah. Um, you are a child. And thanks for the info, but we'll take it from here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and orders her, mm. I believe, to not not tell Ray because I think Tally says um, something like, how can I be a sister to her if I'm lying yeah. or if I can't tell her the truth or something, um, you know, which is like, it, it's horrible. Like you do feel for, for Tally. Um, and again, great performance from Jessica. Everyone's <laughs> knocking out of the park um, this episode. Um, well, she doesn't have as much to do this but, episode. Yeah, basically. But she, she does really well because she does have that conflict and you can see the comp. And mm, you can also yeah. see the eagerness because what I'm realizing on this rewatch is that Tally's whole thing is built around wanting to combat the spree. That she joined up because she was seeing. Yeah, well, that's why yeah. she joined. Yeah. And now that she's got that opportunity, she's like, let's go. This is why I'm here. I've yeah. only got one purpose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why the hell aren't you letting me join mm. in? Yeah. And yeah. and that conflict of um, I want to help my friend, but I don't know. I kind of liked Scylla is the other element too. It's yeah. Like, mm. Yeah, well, she yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is it's a shame. I would have liked to see more yeah, of her did. conflict through this episode, but there's so much stuff going on with Abby and Abby and Ray. We need to there see more of them. There is a lot. There is a lot going on. Um, yeah, and going back to this is a, an interesting scene as well because Bridie is is fixing all the the tears in Abby's clothing and kind of they have the dis- this discussion about why Bridie is missing an eye. When, like Abby's like you could have that fixed it's like that's a we've got fixes They're ba- mm. the doctors seem to be just called fixes as far as I can tell rather than yeah. healers or something like that um, mm. but this actually to, to go back just to the, the clothes mending thing it's like this is a tiny little thing mm. in D&D there's a spell called mending and every single time a player uses it in one of my games, it's always like, oh, this glass has been shattered. Can we use mending to put it back together? I'm like, no, it's shattered. This is what mending is for. When you have, well, actually, a glass is a bad example. Yes, you probably could put it back together. But it's like if it's something that's been melted into a pile of goo, no, you can't use mending. Mending is for you have a tear in your yeah, clothes and yeah. you fix it. This is a, the best use yeah. of the mending spell I've ever seen <laughs> because it's basic magic. <laughs> It's just like, yeah, that paper got ripped. Mm. Now it's not ripped. It's fine. Yeah. Um, well, I was also going to say, um, with the mending, I really liked that it was just this just this basic, um, uh, you know, like nothing super special about it. Magic. Like This is almost like the first sort of magic that we've seen that's not this, like, not a weapon or, you know, not a healing, a wound caused by a weapon mm. or whatever. Like, it was just really cool to be just this normal day-to-day yeah. magic um which i i don't know i just like that just that little that little touch it was like cool like i mean it makes sense of course they have magic to, to do little rando tasks like this um so yeah it was cool that just the way it was i think that's exactly exactly it that you do use magic for everyday things that you don't want to, like she could go and sew and she could well they don't have sewing machines apparently because mm. i don't think they've developed them in technological wise yet maybe well, I guess they don't have no, to, right? No, they don't right? have to. It takes... Similar to how they, they don't have, don't have yeah. mobile phones because they've yeah. got fast speech and they don't have flat TVs because I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> that one may just be an aesthetic choice. <laughs> the, 
But I like that it takes less energy for her to cast a spell and mend these things than it would be to do it by hand. Mm. And that's kind of where magic is designed for. I mean, that's kind of what we would use it for if we actually had magic. I like that we're mm. so focused on the fact, like the mundanity of tear, fixing a tear in clothes and not this kind of heartbreaking story that Bridie tells about um, why she doesn't have an eye and doesn't have it fixed. I know. I, know. I thought you were going to delve into it, like straight into it before. So I was like, I better leave my, my comments about the, the mending until afterwards. No, no, we get, we get mending in first. It's heartbreaking Yeah, story. we get mending. That's the important <laughs> stuff. I mean, we need our hearts mended after this, this story, which basically boils down to they're on, on the, they're in the Andes. Um, they got ambushed. And she needed to strike at a um, at their enemies, and the strike causing an avalanche buried one of her her unit, one of her sisters, um, which was then yes. yeah, like it was almost kind of a choice between save the unit but lose one, you lose the sister, or we possibly all succumb yeah. to the enemy. I guess um, which tough so, tough choice, yeah. and basically she knows. Her sister was alive and was taken by the, well, taken by the enemy, probably killed by the enemy. Um, but the rest of the unit got mm. out. And she's like, mm. I, but I was injured and lost an eye. And I never want to see life the same way again because of what I've, I changed that day is kind of what she's saying. Yeah. Yeah. It almost serves as a reminder. Yeah. Um um, I mean, there there are other ways yeah. to remember because um, yeah, because Abby's straight away like, a, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> but yeah, like it's interesting that Abby straight away like, uh, why wouldn't you fix it? Um, and yeah, she's almost kind of humbled by the story, like, and what Bridie yeah. went through. Which um, I don't think Bridie, uh, Bridie's there. Abby's not there yet. That the trauma makes her who she is, not something to fight against. That that level of acceptance being like, yeah. this is something that happened to me and I need to take it on as part of me rather Definitely. than- Definitely. And, yeah, and use it, it yeah. Um, and find a benefit out of it for, for herself. And Abby's still like pushing away that denial of this didn't mm. happen to me. I'm be- I'm different. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, yeah, it's really important that, that Bridie tells her this story. I don't think Abby really realizes the significance of it just yet. But it's mm. that that step on the road to her being being um, better. Yeah. And I think honestly, this might be my favorite scene coming up. Um, <laughs> okay. Because we don't get to see enough glory in this show. I know. Glory I love is glory. One of my favorite mm-hmm. ones, and I love that Glory is dealing with everyday shit at basic training. Like she's worried about going away to war. And all the rest, but she's also worrying about just getting top mm. marks and and general stuff, and just like, oh, and this happened and this happened, mm. and Tally's just flat out ignoring her. I mean, it's also nice that Tally has a friend that's not Abby or or Ray. Um, yeah. And Gloria's just like, oh, are you thinking about Garrett? Yep, make sure. I'm um, sure sure that makes sense with you. We hear the same thing every day. Unique and precious vocal cords need special care, ladies. Tally. Hmm? Yes. Sorry. Are you thinking about Garrett? No. Have you not heard from him? 
It's okay if you haven't with the whole Hillary thing. No, I have my mind on other things, Glory. Sorry. Okay. The whole point of being a soldier is to defend our nation with all of yourself. I mean, even the parts of you that are ambivalent. Are we still talking about me? Because I've been working it's on your being... fault, per se, if you can't tell the whole story. If you can't be completely honest due to circumstances beyond your control, simply don't focus on it. Okay, I won't. Focus on what you can do and not what you can't. Totally. And if you've already done everything you can do, if you're doing your duty, then you can just forget the rest and trust that it will all work out. Sure, I mean, yeah. Thank you, Lori. Anytime. Tally does try to give her some advice about what's going on with with Glory's problem. It very quickly does not become back Glory's problem, and Tally's clearly vocalizing mm-hmm. just what's going on in her brain, which is really fun. I think I think yeah. Ab- uh, Glory even says, "Are we still talking about me?" Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Tally basically comes to the conclusion that um, this was taken out of my hands. Yeah. I can't control it. Therefore, I should stop worrying yeah. about it. Um, so, which, I mean, yeah. I yeah. love that Tally comes um, to that idea of acceptance of things being out of your control sometimes so quickly. Yeah. As like yeah. Ray and Ray and Abby, you have to go through this, like crawl through the minefield under barbed wire for it. And Tally mm. just sits there for a little while and goes, no, I'm okay. I, co- I couldn't control yeah. that. I'm okay. Yeah, okay. Yep. 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 Let's Which move totally on. tracks <laughs> totally tracks with Tally. <laughs> she's like, no, yeah. that's yeah. that's not my control. I mean, she is meant to be this she's meant to see things that's differently, true. right? Though. So maybe that's the thing. Is she that sort of helps her see around the problem. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, <Jesus>. let's <laughs> cut that out. No, that's staying in. <laughs> Uh, but then we get back to well this is kind of the the growth part of it because we've just had Abby's we've just had Tally easily push through it all and we get um, Ray and Isadora's conversation about Scylla Mm -hmm. and Ray just basically tells her this is what I'm worried about this is what I'm fearing and Isadora being a necro has some really good advice on dealing with grief and just dealing with you know what's what's happening but also says I don't I believe in honesty and you need to know that Scylla was, is dead. Scylla died. Mm. It's like keeping you yeah. in the dark is not going to help at all. Scylla dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like she does. And again, I can't quite remember it. She has a wonderful line about grief. Um, something like, is it like grief is a wild animal. I don't know. Sometimes you have to let it run wild. Just let it, Run loose. I'm not sure. I can't eat. I can't sleep. And I feel like I'm going crazy because nobody's taking this seriously. I've asked Anacostia. I've asked my unit. And I just... I mean, you were her teacher. What, what do you think? Well, grief is stubborn and wild, like an untamed animal. Sometimes you have to let it run all over the place until it wears itself out. Which, you know, like, I feel like it is really, uh, really great advice because you can't mm. control it. You know, you have to let it go where it needs to go. Um, and I really like Isadora. And when she said Scylla is dead, like, obviously, we know Scylla's not dead. They're not going to kill. Uh, 
That Aren't they though? Episode. She's had a lot of um, episodes. <laughs> um, so, like, it was interesting because at the time I wasn't sure where Isadora stood mm. on this. I didn't know if she had been told Scylla was dead and she believed Scylla was dead or if she is feeding Ray a line. Um, so at the time I wasn't sure and I I was leading more towards uh, she's been told Scylla is dead. See, it's interesting. I, um, as soon as she said Scylla was killed, I'm like, no, she fucking wasn't. You're lying to her, you horrible person. I'm just like, you don't, you don't have something yeah. that big. You dropped that casually for for this i mean in universe totally totally buy it but as an outside meta watcher yeah. of this show i'm like oh yeah you gave your yeah. hand away there oh no yeah i didn't pick up on that i was just like oh i think she's been told that by whoever whoever knows um and she's you know like one of your students was killed yeah. in the storm whatever um and she's a necro teacher so she's like well what is death who cares um so yeah that's i again because i really like yeah well that's the other thing because i really liked isadora up to this point too and i'm like oh you're lying to ray you're in on it all oh my god you're the worst i hate you now yeah 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 i know i was like oh it's great because watching it you get you realize still is not dead you don't reveal that just that way yeah so you get that that it goes even (laughs) deeper people do know these things and it's not just yeah yeah i've I liked it. Yeah, and also it's like, well, well, where is she? Yeah, what's going on? If um, if well. it goes this high up, what's um, happened to Scylla and what are they doing to her? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, I guess it almost kind of reveals that the... Because at this stage, was she taken by the spring? Or, you know, like we don't really know where she did go. No. Um, but this almost kind of reveals that, oh, okay, the army yeah. has her because they know something. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there was that potential that she just yeah. realized there was an attack and the spree came. Right, we're getting you out because now mm, is the time mm. that we said we were getting you out and now we're getting you out uh, and she needs to, to cover it. But the fact mm. that Isadora is like, no, she's dead. It's like, well, you're clearly lying and you know something mm. more about it. So I I thought this was mm. so good. It was devastating for Ray, of course, which... um. We really should focus mm, on because uh-huh. it's it's Ray's poor, poor Ray. But we'll we'll focus on Ray's <laughs> in a little bit because we've got to go back to this this storyline with mm. um, Adil and Kalita for some reason. It's like this is the the episode they show up in and <laughs> don't interact with any character besides older, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and this is kind of when we find out that their connection with those the groups that we were hearing about previously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, that Adil dream. comes in and finds that Alda's sitting with, with the girl Kalina. And Alda's like, um, I would really enjoy learning the songs that you know because they remind me of my people. Uh, and Adil's like, um, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You mm. turned your songs into weapons, you mm. monster. You need to go now. Yeah. Mm. Uh, which, yeah. Um, and she's not really phased. She's she like, give a yeah, shit okay. what this guy thinks. Yeah, she's general fucking elder. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting that this scene and this storyline starts off in this episode more so than in another episode. I mean, the bellwether season—you can't 
you can't put that into into that episode. It's already packed. It's like it kind of ha- has mm. to happen now, but it's mm. it's an odd choice to be in this episode all about acceptance and mm. it's laying. Yeah, it it definitely feels out of place, but I, I guess they had no yeah. nowhere else to, to put it. It's kind of that element um, when you run across someone in an adventure and they're like, "Oh, and I'm off doing this," and you're like, "That's a weird thing for you to say. I wonder if it'll come up later." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll remember that. Yeah. Um, so we do get to see the fallout of Ray's Ray learning about Scylla's death, uh, which is not good. Mm. It's just... No, she... Yeah, I mean, she's basically just sitting in their dark room, just staring off yeah. into space. She's devastated. Um, it's... And tells... It's, it's heartbreaking. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. Um, and tells them that Scylla's dead and Abby's really like, wait, yeah. what? Um, although actually not as much as Tally. Tally is very much like, like putting the dots together, Mm. like, hang on a minute. Well, Tally knows more. Um, but obviously, obviously, yeah, trying to be like, oh, what, what is this new information (laughs) that you've brought me? I know nothing about this, please. Um, and, but yeah, like heartbreaking scene. She's raised just kind of babbling about how they were meant to go to the lighthouse, um, and that's surely that's where Scylla is because that was her safe place. So surely she could go to the lighthouse that, you know, that the army's wrong, you know, and she's like major denial about it. Um, but obviously like crazy in shock. Um, and yeah, yeah, like it's just horrible. And like Abby and Abby and Tally are just trying hmm. to comfort her basically. Um, like I think they even look at her, look at each other kind of being like, what are we yeah, do we Yeah, I think do? it's also that her? element of them looking at each um, other and going, Oh, she's just completely denying what has occurred. That we can't reason with yeah. her right now. Yeah. That yeah. we can support her and comfort her, but yeah. she's just not even admitting that Scylla's dead. What do we do? Yeah. Mm. It's yeah, mm. it's it's a tough scene for them all because how do you support someone when they're mm. they're just refusing to accept reality or the reality that they know of? Mm. It's um it's really tough. Mm. But, I mean, I guess they do try to support each other and that's kind of what the unit is for, that they're there for her. They're not, for once, they're not yelling mm. at each other, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Well, not in this scene. In the next scene, uh, Abby is having nightmares. You'd think Scylla would be, no, Scylla, Ray would be the one to be having nightmares, but it's Abby, um, unfortunately, obviously about mm. about her yeah. trauma. Um, which wakes Tally and Ray up uh, and they try to wake Abby up and she just freaks out. Uh, And partly just because she's like, no, no, Mm. I don't remember anything. You guys were overreacting. That's that's not what happened. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I wasn't having a bad dream. Um, And Bridie also burst in as well at the screams and Abby's like, get out, get the fuck out. Yeah, because you sound fine, Abby. Um, Which is kind of like, yeah, I know. It's kind of like everyone's like, oh, yeah. but like, what are they going to do? Similar to where I guess kind of with Ray being in denial. So they're just kind of like, oh, so they kind of hop back into their bunks. And, well, I think and this is telling because <laughs> still, uh, I keep mixing their names up. I'm so bad today. Ray notices something as she's going back to bed that the mark that Scylla put on her hand mm-hmm. that was activated when Scylla touched her own hand mm. is has popped up. And this mm. is this is proof to her, Scylla is alive. And I, I mean, it's proof to the audience yeah. too. It's like, well, we know 
that can't happen unless Scylla is alive. But uh, I feel mm-hmm. it, I I always want to like go into the world where Scylla didn't survive, and poor Ray going through this. It's like did she did she imagining this? Is this just her grief? Like how would she deal with it? Had Scylla actually yeah died? right like there's not enough time kind of built mm. up for us to to realize that Scylla could be dead and for Ray to actually start processing it before all of these things start to come through and she starts yeah. to really doubt herself yeah, um, or doubt what she's being told. And mm. I think that would have been a really interesting way to go, but I'm, I'm glad that she's not. Um... <laughs> I'm glad that she's not. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah, pause. I'm like, there. Um, how about we don't imagine a world? Yeah. I'm glad we don't have dead. that. <laughs> uh, it's, um. it's a tough one. Uh, in the next scene, we have Abby. Are they going to training? They, they do continue to do their, their daily stuff. Of course. Life moves on. Um, mm-hmm. And Abby's just like, I don't know why I'm not getting better. And this is a telling. Mm. It's for anyone who's gone through grief. It is such a relatable scene of just, I'm it's time. Time's supposed to be the great healer. Why do I not feel better about this? And mm. yeah. How long, yeah, does, it how long take? does it take? Yeah. Um, and Ray's just, like, hey, I'm well, she gives her advice on on how things do get better because she's going through she's gone through it with her mother, so she knows a little bit better than everyone else. Yeah. Um I think she also uses um Isadora's yeah. line back to Abby, um, or some version of it as well. Um but yeah, she's all like super chill and like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good sure now. You are. Sure you um you'll be you'll be good you'll be good too, Abby. Well, um I'm, I'm so. wondering if yeah. Ray is now, no, no, I have proof that Scylla is alive, so I'm okay. Because the mark on her hand showed up and she's like, I'm fine yeah. now. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And she's clearly got yeah. ulterior motives and plans in place. So she's all like, I'm good. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, I'm not grieving anymore. Which, so, yeah, 100%. And to anyone, this is a major warning sign. If somebody goes from devastated to, no, nah, I'm cool, <laughs> the next day, that is a telling warning sign yeah and yeah abby to her credit is just like um yeah i'm sorry about scylla <laughs> so i didn't get along with scylla and i didn't appreciate anything you did but i'm sorry yeah. that she's dead and then she's like but we are back to work now yeah. we are going to be soldiers typical typical abby and this is kind of what yeah. triggers ray to be like cool so i'm just gonna duck back to the barracks for a second i forgot my medal you know the thing that we have to carry everywhere and mm. gets us into like the mm. food hall and tells us when we've got punishments and stuff i, I forgot that yeah. so i'm just going to head back real quick <laughs> yeah i know i know it's kind of bad of Alvabi and tally to not kind of like clue in and realize something's up but anyway that's the story yeah. <laughs> and we kind of get a, a weird not montage but a lot of time skips in this next few sequences because abby heads to the infirmary for some reason. Mm, yeah, I know. I'm I know. Couldn't I quite remember. Um, but she heads to the infirmary and she sees Adil there and it's like, oh, there's a boy. Yeah, they have a bit of a moment. Kind of aspect. Yeah. Which is very Abby. <laughs> um, but not much else happens. And back in the suite, Tally is um, kind of looking for something and she realizes my salve is missing. Mm. That the salve that they've been given to, to train with is gone. And Abby's is gone. And Ray is gone. <laughs> And 
we cut to to Ray in the field just kind of slapping the patches of Salva, these little stars yeah. onto her neck so they can like melt into her skin and being like, cool, off they go to find the lighthouse. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, I guess what, oh she God, knew Ray. the lighthouse was near the wedding, so I guess she just heads towards the wedding area and then looks for a lighthouse. But it just, like, I mean, it's typical Ray, right? Just making the stupidest, most it's reckless decision ever. Um but I mean, she's yeah. going off to find Sila, so I fully support her. <laughs> and also, the music, the score uh, in this episode and the whole series is really, really lovely. Just a side note. It is. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, but yes, I'll. Sh- Just a side note. Release the album. <laughs> I think it is on Spotify. I'm sure. It is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I feel this is kind of akin to a drug overdose, though, that she's stealing what is should be harmless that taken in moderation these are things that give you more abilities or keep you balanced and she's just taking all of them because she's in pain Mm. and doesn't know what Mm. to do also she's 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 not practiced with them as well so she's up in the air flying and like she doesn't know how long they're gonna last if they even would get her there like it's just so stupid because she could just they could just start working and she just falls to her death um yeah I think every other time we've seen them use Salva, they've been tethered to the ground. Um, they didn't. They weren't tethered um, when they did the training earlier. Were they? Oh, okay. Well, then I'm wrong. No, no, they just stepped off the platform and floated around, right, and then and she ended up falling once. It, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, again, so, she's going off to find Sila, so. You go, girl. I support it's you. It's all fine <laughs> if you're if you're in love and definitely doing the right thing. It's like this is yeah. this is a bad plan, Ray. I'm not, mm. I can't yeah, support no, this. It this is, is really stupid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which which is not good. And the unit comes together now that they've realised that Ray's in trouble. Um, and Abby's mm-hmm. just saying to to Bridie, "We need to go and find her." And mm-hmm. I don't care if if I'm go- I, you can try stopping me going off base, or you can help. Mm. Mm. Uh, which is yeah we're basically gonna go we're gonna go no matter what you do but ideally if you help us it'll go yeah. smoother um, and you know what i love about that that bridey's like no i don't care because yeah. i have a job and my job is taking care of you it's like mm. i will beat you down if you try to leave this base and yeah. that's when abby pulls the big guns of ray is my sister yeah and yeah, you know that sister you were telling me about before that you let die. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to let I don't want to let my sister die. Yeah, very manipulative. Um, but, but it works, and I'm okay with that because damn right she should. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a very very good point. Yeah. Um, I appreciate so, yeah, Abby so they, calling Ray her sister as well. Oh, 100 percent. I know. And possibly is it the first time she's done it? Yeah, it must be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think. Nice. This is the first time that it really is about Abby doing it for Ray and not for the unit. That she's yeah, not worried about. Exactly. This is jeopardizing her military scores or career or whatever. But yeah, hundred mm. yeah, percent. She's doing it for the, the for Ray's well being. It's great. Yeah. And they are acting like actual sisters now that they don't like each they may not necessarily like each other, but they are together and they will be because they are a unit and they are family now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, which makes it even more heartbreaking when they find her. Um, it's not really explained what happened, mm. um, but they find her in the water near the lighthouse. 
Mm. Um, on the ground, so the salva clearly ran out, and she's basically half drowned. So we could assume that yeah. the salva ran out in the lake, and she tried to get to shore. Possibly, yeah. She's all scraped up, I think, as well a bit. Um, yeah. Um, but again, heartbreaking scene. Um, and yeah. props to all of them, um, especially Taylor. Um, killed yeah. this scene, um, and she's basically screaming at them that still is alive. Um, and you know, she needs to find her. Um, and like, yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. And they just they try to take it, and this is even more painful because to Tally and Abby, she is completely delusional. Yeah, because she's like talking about this mark on her hand, and they're like, What are you even like? What, like, you're just crazy. Um, yeah, it's. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's it's really really upsetting, and particularly well in the universe where we haven't, where we don't know that Scylla is alive, because the next scene is like, no, nope, Scylla's totally alive. Um, <laughs> this would be absolutely devastating to an audience as well that that Ray just cannot move on and start to accept like the other two have. Mm. Um, but the next scene does prove that Scylla is alive. Mm-hmm. Um, that she's tied up hand foot and throat mm. uh, which makes sense because you don't want her to be able to cast spells mm-hmm. and uh Anna Costa and Isadora are both questioning her about mm. hey so how I know and I was so I was so bummed to see Isadora like I didn't make as I said I didn't make that connection earlier that she uh, was in on it um, and I was like, no, <laughs> yeah. why? Um, yeah. Why but, do our faves I mean, have to be like, problematic? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense though, right? Like she's the yeah. necro head. Um, and yeah, but she's, um, Scylla is not, not giving them anything. Nope. So they um, call in the big guns. And yes. the door of this um, prison, this dungeon opens and Alder is just standing there and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, and even Zilla does look a bit uh, worried, I think. Um, yeah, she looked a bit smug earlier. She's like, haha, you can't do anything to me. Yeah. Soldiers. yeah I know. I'm, I'm badass Sassy. terrorist. Yeah. Sassy Zilla. Stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why Sassy, I like Sassy Zilla better. <laughs> Sassy Zilla. Yes. Um but anyway, but yeah, that's kind of how the episode ends. Um, yeah. Which is... Yeah. Another good cliffhanger, I thought. Good element of... Yeah. What happens next? Where are they heading with it? Lots of drama for the episodes to come and who the mm. fuck is this Adil guy mm. and why do we care? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty cute. Yeah. So I'm already kind of caring. Uh, all right. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. I mean, I mean, there's, a, there's worse reasons to like viewer. actors. <laughs> I'm a very shallow viewer, so you know, as long as they're um, even slightly attractive, I'm already half hooked. <laughs> <laughs> and now suddenly, the attraction to Scylla just makes complete sense. <laughs> so, did you have a favorite bit in this episode? Um, yes, and it would probably be the scene with the three girls on the beach, um, mm-hmm. just because the acting was so good um, yeah. and it was so heartbreaking. Um, which sounds weird. <laughs> sounds weird. That, why? Like that? That was my favorite, but it was just—I don't know. I just thought it was just a fantastic scene. It's raw. Um, I feel it's just yeah. a lot of yeah. passion in that scene. It wasn't. Mm. We've seen other episodes where it all kind of builds up to that point. This didn't have mm. that growing sense of tension. It was just. It was almost the release of it. Yeah. 
that yeah. things kind of just tumble um, yeah. down and they've hit a spot now and that's what happens. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be my favorite. Yeah. I, I know I said before that my favorite was the one with um, Tally and Glory. I feel that it mm. was probably when Ray realizes the mark on her hand is still active and that moment of, okay. oh, she's alive, that yeah. I have proof now that she's alive. And there's just yeah. this little element of I'm not, I'm not just crazy. I'm not these things I'm feeling. Like I can't yeah. this disbelief that she's gone yeah. is not real. Yeah. And when she gets vindicated, there's that element. It's what every person going through grief wants to believe. For so, sure. Yeah, that was my favorite part because it felt very it's kind of wish fulfillment for um Yeah. for Ray, which is kind of why it would be really interesting if she was just just imagining it. But that's for a longer show. <laughs> like we've only got a few episodes to go now yeah uh, and the last thing we do on this show is to decide on a character that we really enjoyed in this episode who would we would make into a player character or NPC non-player character in the game that we were playing uh, and Elise I'll let you go first this week who would you like to, okay. to make into a character well I'm actually going to break the rules slightly because <gasps> basically uh, you can't stop me. We have one um, rule. I'm, actually... <laughs> I'm going to pick two. Oh, okay. Well, that's so fine. As long as you don't I'm, pick someone I'm... that's already been picked, you can pick as many as you uh, okay, like. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. Um, oh, it was more fun if I thought I was breaking the rules. You still are. Uh, it's anyway. only supposed to be one. <laughs> um, so for my NPC, um, I'm going to pick Bridie. Yeah. Uh, mainly just because she's a badass um, and I feel like you know like who, who doesn't want to meet you know as a party who doesn't want to meet this capable and awesome you know NPC that sort of joins the party maybe for a couple of you know skirmishes or whatever and you're just like damn you're cool and then like <laughs> off they disappear again you know until we meet again um, and like that's that's just super cool um, and yeah she would be awesome um, and like just the thought of like just this person appearing with this eye patch even and like just uh, just super intriguing this um, is why Nick Fury actually... is so badass because of the, the eye patch <laughs> and just showing up exactly yeah. like that yeah literally he doesn't even his eyes totally fine he just wears it because it makes him look awesome um and I'm actually going to pick Abby um, as a player character um, okay. because I just feel like it would be, she it, it, she almost kind of represents um, a character that I think um, our good friend Ben would love um, people to play, like he DMs and he would love yeah. his players to play in that she has these limitations, you know, so she beat this character um, that the whole, you know, the whole game, you know, she's like, I can do this and I'm super tough and I know how to do this and I'm really good at this. And then when it comes to actually fighting, she's almost, you'd almost have to maybe roll a dice or something to see whether she can, she has the willpower or she has the stamina or the fortitude or whatever um, to to actually even engage in combat and, and that her fear doesn't overwhelm her. Um, and... I just feel like it would be really cool to play that. No, I'm tough. I, I am tough. I can do it. And then suddenly you're in combat and you you have to possibly by chance decide whether you your fear is going to take you down and maybe, mm. you know, maybe you don't roll high enough to overcome your fear and then you either have to run away or it, it imposes some limitation on your fighting ability. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that would be really, really interesting. Um, I think that would be a, a really play. cool way of doing it. I think that would be really fun as well. That, like you said, that if you've got this, I don't want to say handicap, it's not really a handicap um, in situations like that, but that's the word I'm going to use, mm-hmm. that you have to think about other, you have to think about other tactics. 
and take that on board as well. That if you're mm-hmm. rolling every turn and you get a 10 or more, then you're able to do what you want. And if you can't, then it doesn't waste it, but you realize I'm, I can't do that right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, what else maybe could I do? Um, yeah. It's Yeah. It's, but yeah, I just thought that would be interesting. I think that'd be a really interesting way of doing it, um, particularly because it does mm. evoke that element of, but I want to, but I really want yeah. that frustration. Yeah of being in that mm-hmm. situation and not being able to do mm-hmm. the thing you want because of something completely out of your control. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think that that would be oh. really cool. Really, really good choice for Abby. Uh, whereas I just picked Bridie because fucking badass. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I have no no um, problems picking Bridie in that regard. She only, she's only like three scenes and I think she shows up one more time in the series. So I, I'm going to mm-hmm. pick her now because otherwise I might not get to. Yeah, totally. And, yeah, that's similar to me. Like, I didn't want to just go Abby. I'm like, no, no, I could have given Bri a chance to yeah. to shine as well. I I like it because she can be that mentor who gives advice and lets the characters see this is where you're you're heading, or this is what mm-hmm. I have learned as somebody who's been in your situation. Um, mm. But also, I am better than you at the things that you are <laughs> learning to do. So she yeah. can be that mentor, or she can just be a hireling that follows them around, and just like you know what, yeah. I've got outside information. I've got outside. I've got no biases. I don't know what's going on with mm-hmm. you. I can just tell you how it is. I can <laughs> yeah. tell you when you're making a really stupid plan because yeah. I've got no stake in this game. You can do whatever the hell you want as long as you're paying me at the end of the day. Yeah, that's true. And mm. sure, I want to help because I want to stay alive and keep you alive. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that that is what that is why I pick Bridie. So if you do come up against um, one of my games and Bridie is there, you know you know why. This is what she's going to be <laughs> doing be really for you. Cool. All. <laughs> so that is all for this week. Join us next week when we talk about episode seven, Mother My 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 Salem, My Salem. Hopefully, my Salem, I think. My Salem. Um, although I believe I believe Elliot Lawrence pronounces it. Um, my Salem. My Salem. I think. My Salem. Or my Salem. Episode seven, everybody. Episode seven. (laughs) Which is the episode that we will be watching next week. So watch along uh, with us um, so you can understand what we're talking about and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you would like. Um, Ratings of five stars would be great. If you want to shoot us an email as well, you can find the email address for the show at uh, dndntvpod at gmail.com. It's also on Twitter and Instagram at dndntvpod. Um, at least pe- you want people to find you on Twitter or Instagram or anywhere? Don't need to. Not really. I don't okay. really use them very much. That's like fine. I have I'll accounts come. so I can stalk people. <laughs> um, mainly because I just don't post anything. So there's no point. But until next time, uh, thank you for listening. Stay safe. Be kind to yourselves and may all your hits be crits. Bye.